0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being Black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as Black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as Black women.
1: Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations.
0: Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? So far, it's been pretty good. I mean, it's... So last weekend we went to the Marietta Food Festival. It was so packed out there; it was ridiculous. I was like, "Oh, this is where the party is in Marietta." I mean, whoop whoop! And you know, people say Atlanta has so many Black people, but you know, Marietta is very much so mixed. So there were—it was just like a nice melting pot of cultures there, which I could really appreciate. Especially being in—is a suburb of Atlanta. It's like, okay, there's some Caucasians, there's some Just a lot of different ethnicities, all in one area with hundreds of vendors. I mean, it was good. It was very good. There was a kid zone that Harrison went to. And, you know, for the life of me, when people do these kid zones, they know what they're doing, right? They're like, this is the only area that you have to pay for tickets to get at each of the bouncy houses. And, you know, as parents, what do we do? We we gonna pay, right? It's something to keep our kids entertained. And Harrison would have stayed out there for hours if we let him, but we didn't, we ran out of money. And so we were like, hey, this is your last ticket. You get one more jumpy thing. And then a friend said, hey, I have five more tickets. I'm thinking, oh Lord, why do we see these five more tickets? So we did that for about, you know, 45 minutes more. So um, it was good. It was a lot of different uh, food trucks. And they give you these like little samples and then you can buy these like smaller portion sizes for five bucks. Some of the portions were more like seven bucks, but nothing was over seven bucks. So it was really cool that you got to sample a lot of things. Um, And there were restaurants I'd never heard of, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to use that vendor for this. I'm going to use that vendor for that. Can I have your card for my next event? So... It was good just to get to know what's out there, plus what's out in Marietta Square in general. Because I I did not know some of the restaurants that were there were actually there on the strip permanently, so it was cool. So we were it definitely stay busy this weekend. Um, of course, Harrison had practice and another T ball game because we have T ball every single weekend until the last the second to last weekend in May. which is this month now, but um, yeah, T-ball is starting to get better. I remember I was saying that he hated T-ball and he was distracted and he really wasn't paying attention and would cry every time we went to the game. Now he actually's paying attention. He's getting baseball ready, which means that you squat and you put your glove on the ground before the player even hits the ball, right? And he's going to get the ball. He's no longer snatching the ball from his teammates and wrestling them to the ground to get the ball from them. So uh, it's better now. It's better. So hopefully he continues at this same pace and maybe we'll put him back in baseball next year. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. How was your week? Yeah, my week has been
1: super, super busy. I think that maybe like three to five nights last week, I got home the next morning and Yeah, it's just been really busy. Like I've had a lot going on in a very short amount of time. I'm super grateful, though, because I'm not complaining. I'm actually leaving tomorrow (laughs) to travel. It's very interesting. Like my life has kind of taken this sudden, I don't want to say turn, but I feel like I've always really enjoyed what I do for a living, right? Like there have been some situations where I haven't necessarily enjoyed the environment that I work in or the people that I work with, but I've always enjoyed what I do for a living. And now it's there's been this shift from like, I enjoy what I do for a living to I en- like, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. um, And it's different. Like, it's very different. Like, I, you know, I am good at things oh, like I'm good at a, I don't want to say a lot, but I'm a good at a significant number of things. And even though I'm good at it, good at them, it doesn't always feel right. Like, it feels like it's just something that I can do, right? Like I can probably be an accountant, but I want to do that. Absolutely not. Right. Like I could probably do a number of things that probably just would not be fulfilling if we're being honest. And now I feel like not only do I enjoy what I'm doing, I feel like there's like purpose behind it as well. So it's not just me kind of like going through my day, but basically I had a lot of like, business to handle this week and some of that business involved like you know going places and seeing things and obviously everyone knows that I work in sports and entertainment so you know oftentimes my events and things uh, and life is um centered around like I I have a lifestyle job right so like a lot of my life is intertwined with my work and yeah it's okay though because now it's it feels it feels meaningful um, and not just meaningful, impactful as well. So it's interesting. Right. Like some people do things that are meaningful and you're like, uh, that's meaningful to you. But like, you know, I feel like there's like I feel like this is this is the this is like what I'm supposed to be doing, right? at least for the moment. Now, do I think forever? Maybe not. You know, like the world changes. Right. Like there's sometimes you're in place for a season, but. Yeah, I love what I'm doing. So to tell you how my week has been, it's been super hectic. Um, I've had very, very little sleep, Um, but I feel good. Like I feel rejuvenated. I feel like, you know, as the old folks used to say, the Lord must be keeping me because when I tell you, Nicole, that I've probably had no more than four hours of sleep in the past two weeks, that's real. Um, But yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot, but I'm grateful. I am in a, I am in a place of gratefulness, like self-reflection, um, gratefulness and grateful for people. Like I typically, and this is going to sound really bad. Like as a Christian, I probably shouldn't say this, but like, I typically don't really like people. Like I really love dogs, right? Like I like certain people. Like I like the people that I let into my circle, but I know a lot of people, like if we really sat down and Talked about the people that I know. I know a ton of people, but the people that I associate with on a regular basis, and I'm not even gonna say the people that I'm friends with, because the people that I'm friends with, I can count on both hands, right? But the people that I associate with on a regular basis it's a very like slim, narrow margin or the people that I would even like pick up the phone for. Like I'm not being a jerk, but like, you know what? There's a point in your life when you know so many people that you just have to start protecting your energy. And it's not saying that people are negative. It's just saying that like, you know, you can't just let all kinds of energy in because then you'd be confused and don't know how you got there. Right. So I don't particularly care for people, but this is a season where I've had to learn to not be as skeptical of people. Now, Do I take people for what they, for who they are a hundred percent, but like, I can't, like I have to assume good intention until otherwise shown. So that's where I am. I'm in a positive place right now. I hope to stay here. And even if, you know, everything doesn't go as I planned for it to go, I just, I just would like to live life in a more intentional, intentionally positive place. So I don't know, maybe this is my season of, yeah, you're busy girl, but you got to figure out life and life is what you make of it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I'm here for it and I appreciate it and I'm just going, to you know, make the best of it until the good Lord calls me to be with him. That is it. That is all I'm doing. Just over here, making it. Here making it.
0: Uh, you're doing more than making it, okay? And I will agree that you have had like super duper no sleep. And I, I could have sworn that like a couple episodes ago you were talking about how this was like the time for you to slow down. I thought that this was like your slow time. So if this is your slow time, when is busy pick back up again? Because I'm confused. Well, that couple episodes ago was
1: before April, I believe. I might be lying. But like, yeah, it this is actually still slow time. But like now mid-May is going to pick up and then it'll be busy through October. So it'll be super busy in the summer and then busy through October. But yeah, I think that slowest perspective um so slow for me is different I think than slow for most um but yeah and you know I would like to I would like to say something else like this is just a really awesome time for people to be in a in the best place that they can be you know what I mean like just I don't know I'm just looking forward to it. I think that something great is going to happen. I just feel it in my spirit and I'm just going to wait for it to happen. But yeah, it's busy, but not as busy. This is this is slow. This is really legitimately slow.
0: Just saying. Oh, Oh my God. Just watching you makes me feel overwhelmed. So, okay.
1: But Nicole, the same thing. I mean, people could say the same thing about you, right? Like when you do rounds and you're like, I'm on call. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine like getting up out of my sleep because someone's pushing a baby out. Like, can't somebody else take catch the baby until have enough sleep? So it's just different. Like we both have very busy lives and you're also a, have a whole other full-time job as a mom that I don't have. So the time that you are going to t-ball and going to the fair, like I'm just working, right? And my work isn't boring. So it's not like it's unfun, right? Like I'm not doing something where I'm sitting at a computer all day. As a matter of fact, the majority of my work is away from a desk, right? So that's why it's okay. You know, I feel like I have a lifestyle job. And while, yes, I'm tired sometimes, like last night, I was out with clients, right? Like I got home at three o'clock in the morning, but I could be digging ditches for a living and have to get up at three o'clock in the morning to go like, you know, be a, a flagger or is that what they're called. The people who charm the signs for construction. Like I, I don't do that for a living, not to knock it, but like my job is fun, right? Like Oh, like how much of a jerk would I sound like if, oh, like I was out with clients like partying, literally partying, right? Like I was out with clients partying till three o'clock in the morning. Like, oh, feels so bad for me that I like, it's not, it, it sounds jerky, right? It really does.
0: No. Oh my goodness. Uh, I guess when you put it like that, it does sound a little bit jerky because you do get to have fun while you work. I, I get it. I get it. But it's still a lot. I just feel like you don't get much of a break. That's all. You deserve a break.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And I received that break because I'm going to need it soon. But yeah, I'm look, I'm in a good space and I'm going to be positive about it. Now, my body is telling me that I'm about to hit 40 because, ugh, so I had two back-to-back events on Saturday and Sunday this week. And baby, I had 22,000 steps on Saturday. So by Sunday, my thighs felt like I had been riding horses all day Saturday. And I was walking like I was riding horses because my legs were on fire. And I was like, why do my legs hurt so much? So I just, you know, popped up, excuse me, I popped open my phone and I was like, oh, it's because you took 22,000 plus steps yesterday. Well, it's no wonder your legs hurt, you crazy girl. But I really need to be cognizant of like stretching. Like, you know, I'll do a good stretch, but like, I really have to focus on it more because Lord knows not stretching and working, walking 22,000 steps, even for work, it did a number on my body because I am not 20 anymore. And as much as I would like to believe that I'm 20, and the people say like, "Oh, you don't look a day over 25." Well, my body feels very differently, y'all. So if you have tips, please, please, please send them to me. If you have t- lidocaine, have that. Biofreeze, have that. Somebody give me something else. Tell me what. Tell me the stuff that you. I have some. What's the stuff that they gave gave me for my feet to like, you know, put some like numbing gel? Y'all, I have it all. Tell me all the tricks of the trade, how you allow your body to continue to age, but age gracefully enough so that you don't feel the aches and pains and bumps and bruises.
0: Tell tell me that. Nicole, you have some recommendations. Tell me how you get there. You know, I'm in the 40 club too, but what I always recommend to people is water. Plenty of water. Hydrate yourself. Water is good for you. To me, water cues everything. I'm telling you, preterm contractions. Did you drink any water today? How much water did you drink? joint aches and muscle spasms how much water have you drink or your electrolytes balance so for me it's start with water but you know this is not a medical podcast so i won't belabor the people with this but water drink some water
1: that's real cuz i don't drink that much water so you're absolutely correct i will start with water and maybe my body will feel differently and specifically when i work i don't drink as much because i don't want to take the time to go to the bathroom a lot which is very, very backwards. I'm very well aware. I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm not saying do what I do. I'm just saying that's what I do. Um, so yes, to your point, you're absolutely correct because I probably didn't have enough water.
0: You're right. Just <laughs> you saying. So to our fabulous listeners, how have you guys been this week? And are you guys just as busy as Janine? And I? let's say, are you as busy as I am? Because nobody can be as busy as Janine is in the world. Like I, I don't care what she says. Like this girl is like. There's like too many events she's planning. So how have you guys been? Thank you guys for putting up with us through all these seasons that we've been on the podcast. Now, three seasons, Johnny. This is season three. We're almost wrapping up wow. season three, actually. Yeah. It's sort of kind of amazing. So thank you guys for listening. And make sure that while you're listening, make sure to share us with your friends. And please join in the conversation because we love to hear from you guys.
1: Yes, y'all.
0: Give Tell us, the, give us the skinny, please, because
1: look, we are always, even if we don't talk about it on the podcast, like we're always open for a good kiki. I was just telling Nicole right before I got on this, on this podcast recording, I was on a call for an hour and 52 minutes. Now, granted, it was a great call, so I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying like, we love a good kiki. So, you know, reach out to us. And if they go to our website, they can actually leave us a voice message. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do that too.
0: All right, Johnny. So what's on our timeline this week?
1: I started to sing, but then I realized that the Lord didn't give me the pipes to sing, and I'm not going to do that to these people.
0: But I will say this,
1: Brian McKnight is on our timeline. Yes, Brian McKnight, the singer, songwriter, producer, former radio host, multi-instrumentalist. Yeah, that's all from his Wikipedia page. But yeah, the dude is super talented, and we know who he is, right? If y'all don't know who he is, that means you are a youngin'. So I'm going to need y'all to go Google who he is because, I mean, his music was, you know, you know how we were probably conceived on like, I don't know, some song like Marvin Gaye, maybe, or like Freddie Jackson. Well, I would like to believe that if you are young enough not to know who Brian McKnight is, it's very likely that you, at least your parents was practicing with Brian McKnight. Okay, so I'm just saying, so Nicole is shaking her head, by the way, y'all. but. So he's on our timeline, got it? But he's not on our timeline because he has a new project, but rather because he has a new family. Okay, I I shouldn't say it like that, but that's really why he's on our timeline because of his new family. So let me just give you a quick rundown of the Brian McKnight. So Brian McKnight, technically his name is Brian McKnight Senior, but he goes by Brian McKnight because you know he's an artist. So Brian McKnight, who is now 53 years old, When he first got married in 1990, he married his childhood sweetheart. Her name was Julie McKnight. And she was in the industry, too. Um, And they had two children together. And then Brian also has a daughter and a son outside of the two children that he had with his first wife from another relationship as well. So the couple was married from 1990 to 2003. So, mm, a little over a decade later, in December of 2017, he remarried to Dr. Leilani Mendoza. And if I'm mispronouncing her name and y'all know, I probably am butchering it, but y'all get the point. Um, she, he remarried to her and she had two children from a previous relationship. And then the couple had a son that they gave birth to and passed away in infancy. And that was, it appeared to be either late 2021 or early 2022. I cannot find exactly when, but very recently. And in January of this year of 2023, the couple welcomed a new son. This all sounds pretty simple, right? No, not quite. Always a caveat here, right? So, Brian McKnight has been the topic of social media for some time now, mainly because of his tumultuous relationship with his oldest children, right? But recently, he became a trending topic on Black Twitter because, you know, Black Twitter will find out the details and rail you until you feel bad about yourself, even if you don't have any reason to. But, not saying that this is the case here, but he's become a topic of Black Twitter because it appears... That Brian McKnight has managed to create a whole new life for himself with his new wife and children, forgetting all about the life that he had before her. So of course, this all stemmed from social media, and it started. It seems to have started, and I'm not 100% sure when it started. It seems to have started, at least in railing him, because before we knew, like he had a tumultuous relationship with his son, because you know it was made public via social media. But we're now I don't want to say we, the people, Black Twitter, is now railing Brian McKnight. And it seems to have started with his IG profile. So on his IG profile, he lists himself as husband and father, and then he lists his children. But the interesting part is the only children that he lists are the son that he recently had with his wife, his current wife, the son that he lost with his current wife, and then his current wife's two children. So the four children that I mentioned that he had with his first wife, well, the two children with his first wife and two children from another relationship, he doesn't list those children, like not at all. So I'm not 100% sure, but I would think that he would at least list the child, Brian Jr., who is named after him. But nope, he doesn't list that one either. He also has done things like Posting pictures of his wife's daughter, who is not biologically his daughter, but you know, his daughter, celebrating her. And in the caption, he basically said that his wife's daughter made him a girl dad. Now, I told you that he had children out of another relationship. One of those children was his daughter, Brianna, who is named after him, also clearly. And Brianna. Is ultimately the one who made him a girl dad, but in the post he makes it seem like his wife's daughter is the one who made him a girl dad. Now, look, I don't know. So in the photo, in another post, I should say, not in, it isn't a photo, but in another post outside of the one that I just mentioned, he posted a photo announcing the birth of his most recent son, back in January. And it's his son, obviously, with his current wife. And he posted the picture. And in the caption, he it's almost he writes it as a letter to his son. So in that caption, we learn that he has named this brand new baby that was born just in January of 2023, Brian, after himself. Now, this is interesting because... He named the child Brian, the son Brian, as if he doesn't already have a grown son named Brian May Knight Jr., which is interesting because we all know who Brian May Knight Jr. is. And we all know who he is because if you remember, Brian's sons, Brian and Nico, used to sing with him. They're super talented. They used to sing with him. They used to play with him. And they even went on tour with him. Like I remember when I worked in radio hosting the three of them. So if you're a fan of Brian McKnight Sr., the very well-known artist, you know Brian McKnight Jr. not only looks like his father, but sounds like him as well. And you know that he and his other son, Nico, used to be what seemed thickest thieves with their dad. So it's very odd now that they're not really being acknowledged. One of the things that we have seen is, unfortunately, his relationship with his older children, who are obviously grown at this point, has been a bit tumultuous. They've kind of gone back and forth. They've posted letters from one another. Like, look, we've seen this before. We've seen this with... Dr. Dre and his daughter who was homeless. We've seen this with Kirk Franklin and his son. Like, look, we all know that at a certain point when we are trying to navigate adulthood and our parents are still trying to parent us and, you know, trying to figure out what that happy balance is, it kind of gets a little rocky there. But unfortunately, these people, they live in the spotlight and, you know, it it becomes public knowledge. Well, the same thing happened with them. So they've kind of been living out these, like, parental adult child quarrels live on Twitter and the Twitter discourse is wild you know basically saying that he's he's not acknowledging his kids now granted this all really stemmed from social media now we've seen them be tumultuous so he acknowledges them he claims that it's tough love it's very interesting but some people are supporting Brian Brian senior basically saying that, you know, chastising his grown children for their unbecoming behavior and saying that, you know, it's very, you know, it's a very public separation, but they support Brian, right? And in the past, they, the children have tried to put him on blast. So some people are saying like, look, you tried to put this man on blast. And now you want to say, hey, he's not acknowledging us. Well, look at what you've done in the past, right? And Brian has publicly clapped back. You know, he's said things like, you know, I'm sorry that this is how the tough love had to turn out, but, you know, he wishes them the best. Kind of dismissing them. But some people are supporting that, right? Some people are like, look, they are grown. They are who they are. And they make their decisions. And we don't know this man's life. And so they're supporting Brian. But Black Twitter, on the other hand, is like, no, 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 no. This don't feel the same, right? So Black Twitter is saying, that basically, Brian has married this woman. I'm not exactly sure what her nationality is, but it seems like she might be South Pacific Islander or she might be, you know, Asian. I have no idea. I don't know what she is. I'm not going to make a guess. I just know that it doesn't appear that she's black, right? And her kids don't appear to be black. And I'm not knocking it. But the, but the black Twitter is. The black Twitter is saying, well, he done married this woman who's not black. And now he done decided to eliminate his black children for these mixed children or her children and how dare he and some say that brian mcknight is emotionally abusing his children while others are just calling him twisted and demented and some people have even damned this poor man to hell so it's a lot going on now i don't really feel like i have an opinion about this honestly i don't yeah a relationship can be toxic but again as i said it's a difficult time difficult space to navigate being a, a newly adult child um, to parents who have never navigated that space before. And I'm sure that them being in the spotlight makes it as an extra element of uh, difficulty. But I will say this. We don't really know what's going on in their situation. And do I blame him? Eh. And by him, I mean, Brian, eh. I don't I don't know. I don't know. His kids could be hellions. Who knows? I have no idea. Am I supporting him? No, I'm not blindly supporting him or his adult children or his behavior or what he's doing. But for whatever reason he feels the need that he need to do this. Now, is it because he has toxic behavior? It could be. Or it could be because maybe he's just tired of his grown kids nonsense. And if they want to act like that, then they can act like that away from him. I don't know. But what I do know, is that everyone in this situation is an adult. So anyone who feels as though they are being mistreated or misused or abused or whatever it may be, they are old enough to remove themselves from the situation and find situations that are better, even if it means that they don't have a relationship with their father, right? It's sad. Yes. Could it potentially be devastating? Yes. But do I think that they have well past their formative years and they are in a space where they can start doing the work themselves to heal. Yeah, I think that. Now, look, does it suck? hundred percent. But like, not for nothing. This really just sounds like a typical dysfunctional family to me. The rest of us have messy families. I'm not saying that everybody's family is dysfunctional. And I'm not saying that their family is dysfunctional. But what I'm saying is we all know that this story doesn't sound too unfamiliar to us or somebody that we know very closely. We've seen it happen before. It doesn't make it right. No. But is it life altering? Maybe devastating. Probably shouldn't be. And look, not for nothing. But if everybody is saying that Brian Minnett is this toxic, why do you want to be associated with him? Look, I don't really have an opinion about this. Like I said, Nicole, I just feel like, look, it's a family issue that we should probably talk about because people clearly do this. They clearly, you know, make a family and decide to make another one every day. I mean, look, you can you can start, start over. I really wanted to sing Back at One because, you know, that's what this feels like. Like he just started over again. Just was like, hey, I'm gonna start Back at One, like his song. What
0: do you think, Nicole? I don't really think it's Back at One because Back at One would mean he's acknowledging his first porn kids and he's not doing that, right? So he's not Back at One. He is like literally one of those people that, tried to wash away their past identity and start over. It reminds me of a Lifetime movie. I can't remember the name of the Lifetime movie, but I'm going to think of it and I'm going to text you and be like, aha, this is what it is. There was a Lifetime movie of a guy that was married, supposedly happily married to this woman, had two kids. And then all of a sudden he just like disappeared, right? And he faked his own death. And then she claimed, she filed for his, of course, his benefits, right? Including her life insurance policy, cast that in. And it was like something like $200,000. So significant to be able to keep her afloat for a little while, but not like an astronomical amount. Right. And then a couple of years later, the life insurance company came after her and said, Hey, you have to pay all this back because this person is not dead yet. So you have improperly claimed death benefits. And she was like, what are you talking about? This is crazy. And she was going through all this paperwork and saying, no, he's definitely dead. And I buried him on this day and having, you know, sh- having to show death certificates and stuff like that. And they were like, no, he's still alive. He has another policy. So basically she like stalked him down and found out he had another family in another city, right? He had basically started over from scratch. And so she was coming after his, 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 I almost cursed there. She was coming after him, right? Cause how dare you abandon your family have us take out your death benefits and then we got to pay it back because this joker lying and trying to be stressed out because of his obligations and want to start over what so this is reminding me this is giving very much so those type of vibes right now which is very much a shame like i thought initially because you know social media black people on social media we can get real petty right like anytime we don't like claim every single person is like, what, what about them? What about them? But no, he legit lists, you know, husband of whoever her name is, father of, and then list these kids' names and literally forgot to put, I don't know if, you know, if he forgot, like whoever's managing his social media account, like maybe let's blame it on them. But surely by now he would have looked at it, right? And said, wait a minute, you forgot. For the kids. (laughs) You forgot all the kids by my other baby mamas, right? And he just didn't do that. And I think that that's sort of a shame. And it says a lot about him as a person that you can be that exclusive. And it also is very harmful, although these kids are, you know, grown, but it's still hurtful that you have a father that's not claiming you regardless of if you're mad at him or you're a stranger to him or not, he should still be claiming you. And my thing is, Hey, if you're not going to list everybody, just, just, just don't, don't list them. It's almost like once you get to an obituary and you got to start naming like cousins and aunts and stuff like that, you just say a host of, you know, uncles, aunts, cousins, and wherever. You just don't list them. Like if you're going to forget somebody, you got so many, that's eight kids you really need to list on there. Just don't list them. Just say proud husband and father. You can say proud husband of whomever the only wife you have now is, right? You don't have to list the ex-wives, just that current one. And proud father to many or just proud father and just leave it at that. Don't list, don't be petty and list the names and forget some. That's just petty. That's petty, right? Like if you go to the Pregnancy Pearl's, you know, profile on social media, I don't even say mother of Harrison. I say mom, comma, you know, and list the other stuff that I am, right? So don't be petty and list names. When you list names, it means you're intentionally trying to exclude people and that's just not right. And so for me, that's what I have more of a problem of. Like, not that he forgot the kids, not that he is estranged from his kids because that happens sometimes, but that you are petty enough to list the names of the children that you actually have relationships with, and that's it. You should have just left the names of the children off. But again, the parent has to meet the child, okay? You should not be letting the pettiness of a child or the estrangement of a child stop you from being a father or trying to be there to acknowledge them. That's just piss poor, especially when they are grown and you don't really have any financial obligation to them anymore, like there's really no reason for you not to claim these children uh, unless we're missing something like maybe like they threatened to kill him or something like that. And so now he doesn't want to talk to them. And just the thought of them is triggering. Like I'm trying am reaching here, but obviously I'm trying to figure out what is a good enough reason for you not to claim the children that are made, you know, fertilized by your sperm. I'm just saying that's just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: Let me tell you something. I think that, there are a number of reasons that would make you want to not claim them. And honestly, we don't know that he's not claiming the kids, right? Like he doesn't ever deny saying that they're not his kids. He just doesn't acknowledge them on social media. And if we're being honest, like they're grown, they're grown. They're like actually grown and not for nothing. But like, I don't know that I would want to claim people who publicly try to embarrass me either, especially if I'm not, fi- if I'm financing them, if I'm financing people and you want to act like you're like you, you trying to put me on blast, I'm not going to want to continue to finance you. And I'm not saying that that's, that should be the reason. I'm just saying there are a number of reasons that would make me, you know, not want to claim some people that I might should claim, right? Some family members. But again, I don't know. I don't have children. So I feel like, you know, a mother's love and a father's love are very different. I just feel like the way that he's being so blatant about um, acknowledging his wife's children and his it, it kind of feels like a slap in the face. But again, I don't know what the relationship is like. All I know is that I've seen it play out tumultuously over the last few years. And yeah, I don't know. You know, we we only see what they put on the, me- the social media. We got to read between the lines with the assumptions
0: he literally said that little girl made him a girl dad when he has adult girl daughters like if that's not ignoring to the max i don't know what is i call yeah. it how i see it
1: yeah i i see that right but like when people talk when they talked about like his daughter had posted this long like dissertation about her relationship with her father and he acknowledges it like when people ask him about it he acknowledges it and he says that it's tough love and like you know there's they're in a different space. Like, he's not saying that I don't have a grown daughter. He's not saying that, right? Like, I've not seen anyone be able to say that he said that he did not have. He's he's basically just saying, look, they are who they are, but, like, it's not this. And, I, and the comparison, that I think, is what we're uncomfortable with. I don't know. I'm not defending him, nor am I defending his children. I'm just saying it feels like there's information that we don't have. Now, does it appear terrible? Terribly, yes, it looks bad, right? Like, it looks very bad. But again, you don't really know. We only know two sides of the story. We just gonna have to assume the truth because we don't have that.
0: I don't know. They're making him sound like he has colorism on these posts. You know, he's claiming the light bright, children, and he's not claiming the darkies. I said, hey, listen, social media has no filter, and that was literally brought out there. And it, it, if you look at it, it's not, there's no lie. Maybe that's not the reason, but it can, it does look like that. The dark children don't get no love and the light children are being claimed.
1: Yeah. And then if that's the case, then we need to dig a little deeper into his self-hatred because we all know that Brian May Night is not light-skinned. So I don't know. Look, again, I couldn't imagine living my life in the public eye with a, with a public dispute going on in my family with my children, I can imagine any of it. It feels so far away from my life right now. Right. So I, you know, look, I give grace on both ends because I don't know what's going on. And I don't you know, I wouldn't want someone painting me in a certain light when I'm trying to be happy and celebrate my newborn son. But, you know, he look, I have more power to him. Enjoy. Enjoy your latent in life, child, sir. Like, look, enjoy your life. Right. I don't I'm not about to sit here and tell anybody how to how to run their life. Not right now, at least. Not until, not until we get into these letters, then I'll tell them how to do their life.
0: So uh, you ready to talk through some of these letters from our listeners? Let's do it. All right, our first letter says, Nicole and Janine, help me out with this one. I'm engaged to this guy who I thought I've known for some time. We work together at the same institution, in HBCU, but I teach calculus too, and he teaches biology. In addition, I was working together For the last four years, we've been dating for the last two years and have some of the same friends since we were both in undergrad. Despite me thinking I'm dating someone who's a friend, I realize now that there are secrets that I just don't know about. One day, a woman reached out to me on Facebook claiming to be the mother of his six-year-old child who he hasn't paid child support for since he was two years old. I was confused and said, I thought, She was talking about the wrong person because I've known my fiance for years and he doesn't have any kids. Then she sent me a picture of my fiance with her son, pictured at age one. I was speechless. It definitely looked like him and his mother's house was in the background. So I knew it was him. I confronted him about it, but he states that he quote unquote gave away his parental rights end quote. Because she got married and her husband adopted the child. I can understand that, but what kind of man ignores the fact that he has a, a child in general? And what kind of person gives away the rights to their child? I'm so confused now. He claims the only reason his baby mama is reaching out now is because she's probably getting a divorce and needs the support. I don't know whether to convince him to send child support, whether to try to establish a relationship between us and his child and baby mama, whether to help him fight against child support or just leave the situation altogether. I love my fiance, but this seems to be a bit messier than what I bargained for. Any advice is appreciated. Sign Stacy. Oh, that's my sister's name, Stacy. But this is not Stacy. This is not Stacy Kadar. is <laughs> another Stacy. Um
1: yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about this. And I'm going to say this. I think we need to do some digging as to as to what the situation was. Like, let's ask a little bit more, ask for a little bit more information. And I'm saying that because if she got remarried and her husband adopted the child the whole point of an adoption in that manner typically is so that they have what seems like a nuclear family unit. Right. And I think that it would be complicated by the biological father coming back in and saying, Oh, and by the way, I'd like to have a relationship. Right. So I have a lot of questions. One, I have a question as to why are you so concerned that he doesn't like, should he have told you a hundred percent? Right. But why are you so concerned? And would you be as concerned if he didn't know about the child and he had given the child up for adoption? Because if she gave birth to the child and they agreed to adopt it, would you be as upset that he didn't acknowledge his child? Because essentially that's what he did, just not at birth. So I don't know. I feel like you can't be upset that he gave his child up for adoption. Like That seems to be a mature thing to do, especially if you didn't feel like you could take care of it. I don't know. That's just what came to my mind first. I feel like maybe you might be overreacting a little. Yeah, can you be upset at the fact that he didn't say anything? Sure thing. He should have shared that information with you, right? But like, it seems like the baby mom might be a little messy because... There was an adoption in place. And if they actually agree to it, then you kind of have to let that go. Like, why are you reaching out to me and trying to I mean, it just seems like (sighs) I have to question the baby's mom's motives. I have to question his motives for not telling you. And I have to question why you are so upset. Like, are you upset at the fact that he had a child and doesn't pay attention to it or doesn't acknowledge it? Or are you upset the fact that he didn't tell you about it? I don't know. I'm questioning everything here. But honestly, if it were me, I don't think... Yes, would I be upset that he didn't say something? 100%. But would I be upset that he gave a child up for adoption? I don't know that I would be be upset at that. And I don't know that this is something that you should be upset at either. I don't know. What do you think, Nicole?
0: I think that she should run away from this as fast as she possibly can. I mean, she doesn't have papers on this man, which is a great blessing. And right now, she has the choice. Right. And I'm not saying you don't have a choice once you get married, but it becomes a lot more complicated, and a lot more expensive in that situation. So before you get into a legally binding contract, because that's what marriage is, is a legally binding contract between two parties. Before you get into that, you really need to sit down and say, hey, listen, is this really what I bargained for? No, it's not. Let me walk away from here with a clean slate and start over with somebody that's not going to lie to me about the fact that they had, you know, they have their seat out here somewhere out here like yes she should be pissed off like this is somebody you thought you knew this is somebody that you're supposed to be able to confide in and be honest with this is a person that's supposed to know your deepest darkest secrets and you are supposed to know his but he doesn't want to tell you this deep dark secret he's gonna literally let you walk down the aisle not realizing that you have a child that you fathered out there and I understand that some people do give up their parental rights, especially if they're young when they had the child and there's a more stable family between the, you know, mother and the, the husband. But there's to me when men give up their parental rights, it's not like a woman who's a single mom who, you know, was 16 when she got pregnant, that's giving up her child for uh, adoption to have a better life. I mean, you could co-parent and you chose not to co-parent which to me is a little bit astonishing. But again, if you sat down and you had a conversation, you couldn't afford to do what you needed to do. She was moving away. She was getting married. They were going to provide a stable household. And you're like, you know what? I'm thinking in the best interest of the child it's best for me to remove myself from the situation. So I'm going to give up my parental rights. Okay, I get it. But first of all, we don't know if that's the case. Like this woman is reaching out to you saying he was paying child support until the child was two. That, to me, does not seem consistent with somebody that signed over their legal rights to the child. When did you sign over the rights? Did you sign over the rights after age two when you stopped paying the child support or when did this happen? Because it sounds to me like you went ghost for the last four years and you just decided not to pay child support. So, one, I want some facts in the matter. Okay. When was the child had? When did you pay child support? When did you stop paying child support? When did you sign over your legal rights? Did you really sign over your legal rights? Can I see documentation of the fact that you signed over your legal rights? Let's have a conversation with this baby mama to figure out what, we, what we're supposed to be doing for this child. And if you sign over the legal rights, let's remind her that you don't have a right to pay any child support. But that other man that adopted the child still has the responsibility of paying for that child regardless if you are separated or divorced or what have you. But to me, it doesn't, I'm not quite clear on this. It sounds like some excuse he's throwing out. Oh, well, she got remarried. I gave my parental rights. Did you legally give up your parental rights? Or you just said, it's fine for you to get married and the child to live with you. And yeah, he can claim this child and I can just look from a distance. Like what was actually put on paper when you agreed to? That's what I would want to know. I would still want to know all those details. And then at the end of the day, I'd be like, okay, I'm good. Mm-mm, I can't do it. I can't do it. There's too many unanswered questions. For me, the fact that there was a secret there, even if you did give up your parental rights, just the fact that you had a child, to me, it would make me feel some kind of way. It would make me feel like I can't trust you. It would make me think that you're hiding. You had a whole baby from me. What else are you hiding from me is what I would be thinking. So for me, that's a red flag for me. Like you don't even think about this child. Like people that give their children up for adoption, at least think about them from time to time, but you're not even thinking about this child enough to tell me about them or 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 is our relationship not close enough for us to confide in one another about that situation and the latter would be the issue for me it's It's the fact that you didn't feel that I was um close enough to you like we weren't close enough friends, we weren't close enough lovers for you to actually. Trust me with that information. That would be a lot for me. And I don't know if I could move past that. One
1: thing that you said, Nicole, that not to belabor this, but one thing that you said that made me think about it is that at what point did he give up adoption for the child? So I will say this. I've had a friend that has been the one to adopt a child at a a later age. And I'm going to say later because the child had been raised initially by their parents um, for a few years, right? And one of the requests in the adoption was that the father no longer be my my friend that adopted the child was a, was a guy. And he, he and his wife, his wife had the baby um, with someone that he didn't really care for. And he and one of the requests in the adoption was for the adoption to be closed so that basically this is the only daddy that you've ever known. Right. So I have seen that happen. Now, is it? Do I have a bunch of you know situations where I know of? No, I don't. But it it can happen. So if that is the case, which again, girl, you got to ask some more questions because you're writing into us and we have questions. So you need to ask those those questions, especially before you get married. I think that that's the most important part, Nicole, that you were saying. Like you don't have papers on this man yet, right? So you need to get some things clarified before you get papers on this man because what you don't want to have happen is you get papers on this man and then you stuck with all this rigmarole that you, can't, you don't even know the half of. So there you go. My letter says, Nicole and Janine, I really want to share this. So here it is. My 85-year-old father lived with my husband and I for over a decade after my mother passed away. He was super active but didn't want to be alone. So we told him that he could come stay with us. He absolutely loved being with us. He was able to go to bingo and essentially live his his life as he had in the past, just with some supervision. Not to mention, he was super close to my children. We love to see the smiles that they put on one another's faces. Well, after the pandemic, my father was understandably a bit depressed, so he finally started going back to his normal activities, like going back to bingo. And guess what, y'all? He met a woman. And we were so happy for him until he moved out, changed his number, and stopped communicating with us altogether. Now, we are able to keep track of him through a mutual friend on Facebook But to be very honest, we really don't know what's going on outside of what he posts. While I think it's terrible what he's done, what he's doing, and I'm hurt because I was a daddy's girl. It really just feels that doesn't make sense. It says, while I think it's terrible what he's doing, and I'm hurt because I was a daddy's girl, I've kind of got over the feeling because it really just feels like he's died. What hurts more is the fact that he's devastated my children. Ladies, what should I do? Is there even a way to resolve this? Signed, Lena.
0: Lena, pull up on them. Listen, I would definitely just go over there, right? Like, if you know where they play bingo, I would roll up. If you know where they live, I would roll up. Like, that's your father. And I will say, I don't know how old this woman is he's met. People use people, especially elderly people. If this is a woman that's a little younger, let's say she's in her 60s, he's in his 80s, there are people that will use people. Like they try to isolate elderly people because a lot of elderly people are not technologically savvy. So they may not know how to reach out to friends or family unless somebody's helping them. So now he's isolated with this woman who may be like draining him dry or may not be taking care of him like he was being taken care of at your house. So I would be mandating a check-in. I don't care. You can't keep me from my mama. If I know where she's going to be playing bingo, I'm going up there. I'm calling you. I'm asking the Facebook friend where you live. I'm going over there because I need to do a wellness check Me. I need to put eyes on my parent myself. OK, I none of this hearsay stuff, because right now you don't know what's going on with your father. You don't know if your father is thriving. You don't know if your father has passed on and they're just using his assets or his name to to buy stuff. You have no idea. So I would say lay eyes on your father. And then when you lay eyes on your father and if, if he is still in good spirits and good health, say, hey, listen, we're devastated that you haven't called us and let him explain why he hasn't reached out or what the barriers have been. And based on what those barriers are, then we tackle those barriers to make sure we can open up another line, a a new line of communication between him and the family. And I will make it very clear to this woman that it is unacceptable for me not to hear from my father. So we need to get a call tree going once a week so we can check in. I would also talk to my father in confidence And say, listen, we need to update your will. Because this little scallywag that you got that's trying to isolate you, we don't trust her. So let's see what's in your will so that we can make sure everything is okay in the event that you go home to glory. And I know people don't like to have those type of conversations, but they really do need to be had before it's too late, right? So I bought this and I bought my mom one. I mean, I bought like a whole bunch of them, right? There's this like guide to to. to it doesn't sound bad, but it's basically planning like an estate plan. Like, hey, in the event that I pass away, suddenly this is where you find the life insurance policy. This is where the spare keys are. This is the, how you get into my bank account. This is how much I have in my savings account in the event that you need to bury me. This is my, these are my life insurance beneficiaries. These are my last wishes. It's what color, coffin I want to be put in this is if I want to be buried or cremated I mean they have all these questions right that you answer and it's a pretty big it's like a 50 60 page book right that you go through and answer these questions because nobody should have to be guessing at the end of your life about what you wanted or or, you know where your money is or how to bury you and then you stay out of the ground for a month because can't nobody afford to bury you because they're waiting on your policy to kick in. Nobody should have to do that, right? So uh, so I think that the conversation does need to be had. Like, hey, let's talk about this so that we can make sure that you are taken care of. And if you, you know, let's say something happens and you're in the hospital, what, what do we need to do for you? And it needs to be very a very transparent conversation. And you need to do the same thing for yourself, not just for your dad. But since he is older, you know, these conversations need to be had because I almost it almost sounds like he's being taken advantage of. And that's why he is being isolated from the family. And I'm very conscious of elderly people being isolated uh, from their families. That's just not the way to spend your last uh your, your last years uh, on the planet away from friends and family especially with this brand new person who are you who are you you too new to be coming over here and making my dad not see family because the verdict is still out about you honey and I don't like it so far because you didn't take my daddy away from me what are you doing just my two cents I'm
1: with Nicole you might have to just pull up on him Report him as missing. If you're his next to kin, report him as missing. We ain't seen my dad. He's 85. The cops will come come looking for him. How long has he been missing? He been missing for however long he's been gone. Right. He was with this lady and we don't know what happened to him. And, you know, at least get some sort of welfare check, like find out what's going on with your father. Right. Because unfortunately, we do live in a day and age where people do take advantage of people. And when that happens, like you don't want to it's weird, especially for old people. And we don't want that to happen to your father, right? Like you love him and your kids love him and he seems to be a reasonably good guy. And he's not, you know, it doesn't feel like based on how you wrote to us, he's losing his mind, but it's a possibility, you know, age will deteriorate your body and your mind. So I don't know. I feel like we need to to do a welfare check. I'm with you on that one, Nicole. But I also am trying to figure out like, well, after you do the welfare check and figure out if he's okay, then what do you do? Because then that's still an awkward situation. It's like, yeah, I'm fine, but I still don't want to come back home. It's weird. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like you need to do a little bit more digging and get your affairs in order, to Nicole's point, or your father's affairs in order. But I just feel like this, something in the letter that's missing. That's what I feel. I feel like there's something that we don't know because... That seems just odd. Seems odd to me. So, Janine, what did
0: you learn new this week?
1: Okay, so this is not like right on topic, but I did find this in my research. So I'm going to share with y'all. So according to Human Reproduction Journal, which I didn't know there was such a thing, but clearly there is, 9% of newborns have dads that are over the age of 40 and 1% over age 50. I find that interesting because like, I am the product of a father who was over the age of 40 when he had me. He was not over 50, but he was over the age of 40 when he had me. And look, I don't know the medical information that tells you, like, what does that mean when you have a child over 40 as a man or over 50 as a man? But I find it very interesting that men, obviously more than women for obvious reasons, but they're having babies later now. So 9% of newborns are born to dads older than 40 and 1% older than 50. What did you learn this week, Nicole?
0: So, what I learned was, according to the CDC, their data, of the dads who do not live in the same household as their children, 70% of fathers with at least one child under 19 pay child support, and 15% of them don't contribute at all. Ain't that something? And those in between say, ah, I do when I can.
1: Yeah, th- that's the thing about having kids, right? So, if you have a child, it is your responsibility. And unfortunately, you can't return a child to sender. It's nope. just not how that works. It's just not how that works. So here's my thing. Stacey, I appreciate the fact if the man that you're with is actually being honest and he did give the child up for adoption, I appreciate and respect that more than you just having a kid out here that you're not taking care of. I, I really do.
0: All right, Janine, are you ready for the motivational moment? Let's do it. All right, this one comes from Jesse Jackson. Your children need your presence more than your presence. That was a good one. Now, I like this quote, but they actually need both, Brother Jesse. They need both. So make sure to provide for your kids financially and emotionally. And if one parent is missing for any reason in the equation, make sure that you do the best you can to make sure that your kids know that they are loved And worth every sacrifice that you make. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.